What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast, the first only sports podcast of 2024. I got to uh, ask you, is it also 100? It is 99. Ooh. Episode 99. We could have timed this out better where the first episode of 2024 would have been episode 100, but who gives a shit? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how we doing, Casino, in the new year? Uh, how's 2024 treating you? We're 48 Pretty good. hours into it. Pretty good. I made uh, 11 hours sober. That was awesome. Wow. I did good. Yeah, so if you're doing the math right, that I started drinking at 11 a.m. on... On New Year's Day, um, <laughs> had a work meeting. I was at work, so I was like, you know what, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm already here. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, also, though, I, I'm I'm doing okay. I can see that I'm really white. You just gave me a complexion, really not a good complexion. Um, yeah, or, or not complexion. God damn it, I'm all over the a place. Compliment? No. Um, what's the other one that starts with the C? Uh, Cunt. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have to beep that out. I don't think you can say that on YouTube. But go on. Yep. Um, I'm white. You're tan. How's the spray tan going for you? Uh, the funny thing is, I'm also very white. But for some reason, on this podcast next to you, I mean, you look. Well, it's, you it's make the me lighting. Look, it's all the lighting. It's all the lighting. I don't know. You make me look uh, like I actually have a tan. Well, but I am pale. Is... I am pale. Yeah. I don't know if it's my camera or what, but I like it. I like it. Uh, All right, we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And we've got 45 minutes. (laughs) Which is apparently the sweet spot for this uh, podcast. Oh, because what, we started having horrible, horrible attendance again because I showed up? Yeah, I mean, basically. Uh, So Awesome. Yeah, so we're back here, Casino. Uh, 2024, we're here to talk about, I mean, just a brutal, brutal Week 17. Not not pick-wise, I mean, just emotion-wise, game-wise. I mean, uh, you holding up okay? <laughs> oh, I mean, prepare for my, my Eagles rant. Remember, we only I, have 45 minutes. I know. I was going to do a, a bit that uh, I'm now going to save for Episode 100. I was going to break it out on 99, but I was like, no, it's going to be episode 100. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. Uh, but, uh, oh, All right. well, we, there's there's like three games we have to do rants on. Let's start with the Saturday game, Casino. I know both you and I were fired up. The world was fired up for it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about... I wish we should have done this literally Thursday night and I would have been lighting this podcast on fire. Now it's, it doesn't even matter. Well, it does matter. And that's why it's the uh, now 11 and five Dallas Cowboys win 20 to 19 at the now 11 and five Detroit lions on what can only be called after all the evidence and everything has been, I mean, there's a million fucking videos. We've been sending videos back and forth to each other. It's basically been proven at this point that the ref is lying, right? To yes. protect his job. 100%. So there's no way you're listening to this podcast and you didn't see this. But just in case you didn't, the Lions go down for a score, uh, can kick a field goal to tie it up, most likely go to overtime. They would have given Dallas... 
30 seconds and all of their timeouts left to go down the field and try to score a field goal. I mean, Dallas in this game got, wasn't moving the ball at all. They were averaging over 35 points a game at home. CD Lamb was moving the ball. He was crushing it. CD Lamb had 13 receptions, almost to 230 yards. It was 227. Oh, you mean mean almost 100 of those yards on a play that uh, Dak Prescott avoids a sack, which was completely on the defender. The defender, I don't know how he misses that sack. He He basically like just tried to clothesline him and then uh four of the five Dallas Cowboys offensive linemen are just holding every Lions defender which gives Dak Prescott time to just throw a 98-yard Hail Mary. I All mean right, fair enough. Let's get to the let's get to the controversy. <laughs> uh so that that was one of them. Uh the other one is to end the game. They, the Lions could kick a field goal to tie the game. Probably the game goes into OT. Instead, they go for two points, which I loved in the moment when I was oh, watching yeah. this. I was like, I got yes, my whole please. take on this. Yeah. Because I, I was listening to Colin and I'm like, you, Colin Cowherd, and he's literally saying everything that went through my mind. And I want to just reiterate what he said and what I thought as well. So break it down and then uh, I'll give my opinion on that. So the controversy is the offensive lineman, which has now been basically proven with video evidence. You have to tell the referee and the coach also told the referee apparently before this play that you are an eligible receiver. So that means you can break off from the line to anybody who watches football. This is where we get the fat guy touchdown, right? That everybody loves. Everybody loves in football a fat guy offensive lineman or defensive lineman touchdown. So uh, the play works to perfection. Offensive lineman catches it. And then, I don't know, two or three minutes later, all of a sudden there's a flag for illegal touching, which is uh, – a penalty he only gets if he is not did not designate himself did, as a did not report yes. as a receiver. But again, we have video evidence after the fact that there was video proof of him reporting as an eligible not receiver. Not only reporting, but being acknowledged. That's yes. the key. That's the key. Yes. Uh and then so play goes play starts again. Dallas falls or Mika Parsons is offsides. The ball gets intercepted. They try a two-point for a third time, and then it doesn't work. I think at my only issue with this is that third time. How are you not kicking a field goal? That's where I'm at. So like, Colin kind of said, so you you had this play. You had this two-point conversion, and it worked to a T. It was the trick play. It, was, it probably would have won Dan Campbell if they succeeded and it didn't get called back, which it should have stand. It should have stood, but like that is coach of the year. That move guaranteed him coach of the year. However, they call it back, and I'm I would have protested this game. I've told I I don't know how many times I sent it to you. <laughs> I mean, I I've jokingly said it about other games before, but I don't see how you cannot protest this one. I I don't I don't understand it. I truly don't. I don't care that you you already are in the playoffs. You've locked up your division, so you're guaranteed at least. Um, in where the the AFC um, South is, you are guaranteed already the three seed, like guaranteed it. 
but you're still fighting for the one and two, you know, at that point. It, it, it blew my mind that they did not try to challenge this game when it was blatantly obvious. And I, I told you before, like, or during the game, I don't remember, but there's no way Dallas was going to lose this game. There's just no way that they were going to let on, on this big of a night, on that big halftime, they were not going to let Dallas lose this game. There was just no way. Oh, yeah. It was just absolutely ridiculous. So, But I do agree with you, and I agree with Colin. Colin brought it up. After it worked but got called back, then you have to step back as a coach. Take a, Players always want to go for it. Fans always want you to go for it most of the time. At this point as a coach, you needed to step back and say, okay, we did our trick play. We did it. This is the third time now that we would have to go for this two-point conversion. Stop, kick the field goal, go into overtime, and try to win it there. Just try to win it there. Because you would have to have, like, getting a two-point conversion is already hard enough, but trying to get it three times in a row, that's that's insane. That's insane. So I, I liked the move by Dan Campbell, and then I hated the move by Dan Campbell. That does not change the fact that I think the refs not think. I know the refs got this wrong, and they snub. Like, this is, this is just, le- like, this is at boxing level where it's as rigged as it could possibly be. Like, if you had any inkling, we've talked about it throughout the season and a little bit last year that the NFL and, and Roger Goodell, they have a secret, like, way on how they want things to go. And, yes, there's no script, but they are going to try to do whatever they can to make it what they want. And you've got to – and some people – I had this argument with somebody saying – Oh, you know, the refs, you know, that's their job. They're not going to mess with the sanctity of the game. Fuck off. If <laughs> Roger Goodell came up and go, hey, here's $10 million, just $10 million straight to you under the table, $10 million fucking dollars to, if you have a chance, you will get $10 million if you can make it to where this team wins. $10 million to you. Yeah. People are greedy and horrible people. They're horrible humans. Humans suck. I guarantee you a ref would go, $10 million? Fuck, yeah, I will throw a flag. Because he's not, He's not. I mean, this was blatant, but you, you get my point. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how much more I can talk about it. I'm, I'm furious. I'm furious. And I puked at that halftime show. <laughs> like, well, I hate Dallas Cowboys so much. I, I just oh, I yeah. hate I hate. I Fuck every Dallas Cowboy just well, not, because you're just because you're associated with the Cowboys. I hate you. <laughs> well, you not be only, an amazing player, but fuck off. Yeah, not only that, but uh, <sighs> for a this was <sighs> a week seventeen game, and I love Jimmy Johnson as much as I can love uh, a former Dallas Cowboy. Right? Same, I just same. like like I, he's funny. Love him on TV. He's great. Like anytime you listen to his analysis of football, you're just like, I trust anything this Dude, guy says. I, I that, laughed my I laughed my ass off in that movie Failure to Launch when he's got his <laughs> when he's got his naked room. Funniest <laughs> fucking one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen a pro athlete ever do on TV. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. Uh, that being said, this is a week 17 game. I didn't need a 30 minute fucking, or what felt like a 30 minute fucking halftime show. So this guy can go in the ring of honor as if that, who gives a fuck? Like I, like 
all these things where it's like, we're going to retire this player's jersey and all this kind of stuff. Like, that's fine to do for the fans, right? And it's like a cool thing. But it's also like Jimmy Johnson won all these Super Bowls. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The only reason he wasn't in the Ring of Honor 20 fucking years ago when he should have been is because him and Jerry Jones have this have had this feud it's like i don't yeah it's like who gives a shit i don't want to see this for 30 minutes it was like one of those things where everything you're talking about is goes into the conspiracy thing where the nfl is not categorized as a sports league it's categorized as an entertainment league which means technically you know like all that kind of conspiracy shit you hear uh, this see, I never really believed in that until this season. Exactly. When there is just it's so bad, so much. Like every fucking week, we can point to, and it's not just again. It's not just like 10 a.m. games. We can point to the premier primetime standalone games every single night where something like this happens, which is where it now starts to become concerning because it's like, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're just blatantly being like, oh no, like we're in Dallas. Dallas can't lose this game. Uh, It's in prime time. And that was why when you're in Dallas stadium in prime time uh, against the Cowboys, that's why I think you have to go for two to win that game. But then when it doesn't work, Two other times, that's them telling you, like, go to overtime and just take your fucking chances. You're probably not going to win, but you're definitely not going to win trying a third attempt at a two-point conversion. That was my... And also, it was... And not just because it was a special night for uh, Jimmy, but it was also... They were... They are 8-0 in Dallas, the fucking stadium. It's like, well, you... You play the Giants twice, first off. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, and then you have Washington. Go fuck yourself. Like, chill chill the fuck out, man. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> well, hey, as, a, as an Eagles fan, which let's transition to that game, Casino. Well, and, and, that, and this is the point. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that it is what it is. You know, this is. Well, it has implications. It has implications. And it does because the Eagles ended up losing to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, fuck that little dude, and uh, <laughs> I and you know what I'm not you know I'm not even an Eagles fan, but I I can't stand Kyler Murray I just can't <laughs> but uh, let let Kyler cook he had a pretty okay game, but no so this is the much larger issue which after the fact of that game now swings so many seeds in the NFC so because many. if the Lions win that game, all of a sudden we're going into the last week of the season and the 49ers and Lions are fighting for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Dallas is now fighting to either be the third seed or the fifth seed and not win a division, like not win a division title. And now all of a sudden it's, Detroit is going to be the third, the third, the uh, the third seed. Dallas is going to be the second seed and win the division. The 49ers now clinch the number one seed without even having to do anything this week. Everything because you can rest players like that. It's huge for the Niners because what are they going to do? They get a rest, rest, uh, Brown, uh, Trent 
or not Brown, uh, but they get to rest uh, Trent and they get to rest um, Debo, uh, McCaffrey, Purdy. McCaffrey. They can literally just rest fucking everybody. Yeah, Who it's get, huge. Like, it's huge. You're pretty much giving them, you're giving them the win for the next, you know, the the next game. It's like, fuck off, dude. I'm so pissed. I'm just so pissed at the NFL. It's ridiculous. I, and see, I, I, and this is not because my team is not in it. And, you know, this might be Belichick's last game as a Patriot head coach and all of this stuff. And, you know, like, I have feelings towards that. No, I'm, I'm just genuinely not interested. I, obviously, I'm going to watch football, but I am so upset with the NFL right now. I kind of don't want to watch the playoffs because it doesn't fucking matter. It, it really feels like it's not going to fucking matter. Because of how they've made a precedent this season. It's it's fucking horrible. Uh well, with that being said, uh this game, no uh no controversial calls, no referee help, no blatant calls whatsoever. This was just one of I mean, I was sitting there watching this game. They the and we're talking about the Eagles who lose 31 to 35. Eagles now eleven and five. Uh, Arizona Cardinals now four and 12. They're the third worst team in the league. I mean, I was watching this game going into halftime. It is 20 to six Eagles. And I'm thinking, man, like the first half ended and I was like, man, the Cardinals are really moving the ball up and down the field. But then when they get to the red zone, we just stop them. Right. And then it's like that classic. We talk about all the fucking time. Ben don't break. And I was like, I'm fine with this, right? Get, let them get all the yards they want. I don't give a shit. They're not getting touchdowns or getting field goals. Uh, Sidney Brown has a 99-yard interception return. It's amazing, right? And then all of a sudden, the second half starts, and the Cardinals proceed to score 15 unanswered points. Uh, the Eagles can't literally can't do anything. And then it goes into the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, the Eagles turn it back on. Uh, the Cardinals then score two touchdowns uh, and the Eagles get recover an onside kick with five minutes left. So in my head, I go, oh man, this was a close game, but a win's a win. Who gives a shit? I've seen this for the past three years where when the Eagles get the ball, all they have to do is run out the clock. Guess what they do? They run out the clock. And they just bleed eight, nine, ten minutes off the clock, slowly but surely, death by a thousand cuts, and then it's over. So instead what happens is this fucking dipshit the Eagles have calling offensive plays. Uh, let me uh, let me ask you a question, Casino. Mm-hmm. If it was first and 20 uh, and you're, you need to burn clock, what would you do? You would do a run play. Run, you run it. Yeah, you just run it. You need to eat eat, eat up some clock. So he does. So the offensive coordinator, and his name is Brian Johnson. McGee. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the okay. So this was his explanation on not one, (sighs) but two quarterback draws back to back, where the first one he attempted or the second one he attempted lost four yards. So this was his explanation. In that situation, second and 16, 
you try to catch them off guard playing with a second and pass call and see if you can pop one and get some yardage and get to a safe spot where you can be super aggressive on third down and in comfortable field goal range. We end up losing four, and that changed the mode and mindset for the third down play. You try to, in that, you try to catch them off guard playing with a second and pass call. You try to catch them off guard by calling the exact same play you just did over again that just lost, that just didn't gain you anything. So you try to catch them off guard by calling the exact same play that didn't work the very the very first play you just tried to run. So by catching them off guard, you then do ex- the same play they know exactly what's coming and then you lose four yards mm. what a fucking like not only was it an idiotic mm. call but the explanation of it is one of the dumbest things i've ever heard in my fucking life and it's also <sighs> like oh well this guy has to be our offensive coordinator he's jalen hurt's friend or like he was jalen hurt's coach and it's like oh Oh, that's great because I guess in the NFL, the only skill you have to have is knowing someone on the fucking team. Like, well, that's life. I know a bunch of people. I would never be like, oh, hey, uh, Casino, you're my friend. But yeah. You don't know how to, uh, what is it, to spay and neuter my pets, but here's a fucking scalpel in my dog. Like, well, I mean, I could get it done. I mean, your dog will live, yeah. but but the dog's not going to be safe. So <laughs> the dog's, uh, what is it? Is the equivalent to this Eagle season where now there's reports where it's just like AJ Brown is really frustrated and he's refusing to talk to the media. And then today it got, and that's been like a three week story. Well, today it came out and it was just like, oh, turns out he's really upset with the coaching and how the play calling's going. And then apparently so is most of the locker room and it's just like this is reported as if it's just like new information and everybody who watches this team is like yeah no shit because then what happens casino is it's third and 16 so on third and 16 where you're trying to win the game wouldn't you i don't know try to get 16 yards so instead what they do is they do a wide receiver screen that gets two yards. You know, the Eagles, whose play sheet consists of a run up the middle, a quarterback draw, or a wide receiver screen. You've just done two quarterback draws, and you need 16 yards, so you're probably not handing it off. Oh, let's see. Of the three plays you've won, let's cross off two. So what fucking play do you think they're going to run? Like, I'm a fucking idiot, right? I can think of five football plays off the top of my head that are not a screen or a run up the middle. It's what? Flea flicker. Like literally do anything, not even remotely creative, literally anything different. It would have been more productive four times in a row to just be like, line up five wide receivers and just have them run straight. That is a more productive play than a quarterback draw, a quarterback draw, and a wide receiver screen. Like, what <sighs> fucking... Take a breath. Take a breath. So this was Brian Johnson talking about that third and 20 bubble screen. With the way the wind was on that side, we had to get the kicked. We had to get to the kick line 
you obviously have multiple options on that play call. If you get a pressure look, that's what we're going to screen. If you don't, the play would have been something else. Again, what the fuck are you talking about? You're not trying to get a field goal. You're trying to run out the clock to win the fucking game. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ugh. So, yeah, as an Eagles fan, I was a fucking idiot to believe in this team. They've been a fraud all season. Uh, It's just been proven by the past two weeks. Losing to at least the Seattle team is probably going to be in the playoffs. So, at least they lost to a playoff team. Losing to the Cardinals the way they did, they literally got pushed around and ran all over, couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed. And then they scored 35 points, but it was also like the situational awareness was that mm. of a two-year-old where it was just yeah. like, I don't know, like, ugh. This Something that I do, just, I do notice right now. Um, we're probably going to have to do a side episode because for college because we're not going to get to college today. There's no way. No. Um, just- so I'm going to stop you, though. <sighs> I loved your rant, but we got a lot of other games to get to, man. That was yeah. great. But, I mean, Uh, the ending of that is just the Eagles, they're going to probably play now the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first round. With how the Bucks looked this past weekend, they'll probably win that game by three points and then get fucking annihilated in the next round, which, by grace of God, they would play uh, probably the 49ers or the Cowboys in 49ers Stadium or Cowboys Stadium and then just get annihilated and then... I'll uh, be watching that game with probably a loaded gun in my mouth. I don't know. But can I hold yeah. the gun? I mean, just at this point, Casino, uh, I hope and pray your Lions pick is correct. Because if I have to watch this fucking 49ers team or this fucking Cowboys well, team in the Super Bowl, again, loaded dude, gun in my mouth. Um, well, I mean, it should, the Lions should have been fighting for the number one seed. So. Unless the NFL fucks the Lions again, I do like the Lions. Because I think the Lions can take down both of those teams. Both the Niners and the Cowboys. I, I, truly, like, I mean, that entire game, they outplayed the Cowboys. I think so. That so, entire game. I like the Lions. I really hope. I think this is this year. But um, anyway, so moving on. <sighs> um, so I'm going to start breaking down a couple things. Um, I loved how your Panthers pick got zero points. That made me smile. Um, oh. But you did, did, you did call the Colts, though. Um, which was nice. And the Colts have a real shot of making the playoffs like wild for them. I didn't think they were going to do shit this year. So kudos to them. I'm just going to kind of roll through because there's a few games we don't really need to talk about. Uh, Brock Purdy looked good against the commanders. Um, again, it was that, that one game about the Ravens and we'll get to them that he didn't look good, but he's just fine. He's not the issue. It was the Ravens well, are also good. the commanders. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that's still, but I mean, they, they won. The they won by defense. seventeen. They were fine. Yeah. I mean, they they did it with with injured players. Like Debo's injured, McCaffrey's injured, and they still put up a lot of you know one by seventeen. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs Bengals was very interesting. I still don't believe in the Chiefs at all. I I just they're I think the Chiefs are such scam or like they're not good. They're not good. They're ten and six. I don't. I I look at that team. I look at that team and I'm like, oh, they're eight and eight. That team's an eight and eight team. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, you can say everything you can say about the Eagles, you can say about the Chiefs, right. except the Chiefs have a better defense. Eagles have a better offense. But right. they have, on the other sides of the ball, they have just the same issues. Right. Uh, um, also, with our picks casino, uh, I won the week, actually. I know you did. Uh, with I won 14, you won 13. But also, that's counting the two college games, which you yep. got both college games right. I only got the Michigan pick right. But right. We'll, we'll get to college here. But um, fuck you and the Steelers, dude. You guys got the Steelers <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know what? But it's not even – Rudolph didn't do shit in that game. That was all Najee Harris. Dude, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Like, he crushed it. Like, like that, he absolutely crushed it. What a, what a fucking game. With the um, Steelers, do you how much credit do you give Mike Tomlin for dude, that I've, thing? Where I it's love Tomlin. like, yeah, but it's that thing where it's like he never has a losing season, but he also never has a really good team, and it's always just this team that is nine and seven, nine and eight. <sighs> well, and I mean, like just, they're never a threat. No, like, they're, they're, they're missing the a few pieces here and there, and you know, like teams are gonna have that. But I would, I would have very, I would be struggling to get rid of a a coach who has has a team almost every year that is missing pieces, but yet still getting you to the playoffs, still giving you a winning record. Like it's hard to move off of that. It, it to me, that would be yeah. really hard to move off. That is, we need to draft the right guy. We need to get a few, um, spend a few, few dollars and get a few good players on the team. It's not the coaching. I mean, Tomlin has showed through <laughs> throughout his entire career. It's not the coaching. I don't yeah. think it's the coaching. I think it's just missing one or two pieces and he could he could have two more maybe three more Super Bowls in his in his belt, man. I love Tomlin. I I love him. I I I love him. I think he's an amazing coach. Players players like playing for him and he says what he has to say. He he has his emotions on his sleeve. He's not afraid to I love that guy. I love that guy. So good for him, but fuck the Steelers. I wanted the Seahawks <laughs> to go. Um so one game that I was impressed with, and it's more an individual, dude, Jordan Love, man. Like f- this, this, I, I'm, I guarantee you, he listened to this podcast. I guarantee <laughs> you he listened to it. Because, and it was the dude, kick in the ass he needed. Dude, Jordan Love is cooking, dude. I, he is, he looks like a completely different quarterback the second half of this season. Like, I think he's finally, and He's got room to work. I mean, he was, he's a little squirrely, but he's got room to improve, man. Like, he, yes, he was he was on the team for a while, but he's been sitting. You know, that's what Green Bay does is they get a quarterback that they like, they sit him behind a Hall of Famer, and then they move him in, and then they move him in. So his first year as a starter, obviously he's going to have a little bit of rough patch, and he did at the beginning of the season. But if he comes out next season and he plays like he did the second half of this season – we could be looking at an MVP candidate next season. Like, well, no, I, remember he started this season really good. He started and the then season he had good, that and then role. he had. But so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna because I'm just gonna lump that all into the first half of the season. Like, I, I don't care that you, touchdowns, eleven interceptions on the he's, season. Like, he's doing very well. Like he's crushing. I'm, I'm very impressed with how he's turned his game around, and with all of the critics, us included, that. Oh, you know, because yeah. because we have big say on that. You know, he's <laughs> listening to us. Uh, very impressive. I like what he did. You know, kudos kudos to him. And um, I believe with Seattle losing, it comes down to one of the playoff scenarios. Is I think Green we'll get, Bay wins and Seattle loses. They're out. 
I think so. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll get into that. We'll pull up those those whole things uh, next I, game. I think next yeah. I think around. next episode when we make our picks, we should talk about playoff scenarios because those are always fun too. Uh, what is it? Mess around with. So uh, I want to ask you a couple one thing because I'm going to give you my take on it. Yes. What team are you scared of? Like, what team, if you were a team outside of the Ravens, would you be scared to play in the playoffs? The Browns. The Browns, dude, all day. All (laughs) you need is, I mean, Joe Flacco's a mediocre quarterback, like, still. Like, he's playing well right now for not playing in a long time. Or, you know, like, missing at least half the season here. But um, that defense, as you said at last last pod, absolutely juggernaut of a defense. They're insane they're they're phenomenal and it goes like super bowl 50 when uh when peyton manning won and rode off into the sunset with the broncos he was garbage he was dog shit that defense won them the super bowl so like if and you any, know what if well, anybody like if you have a great defense if you've had the number one defense all season I would be scared shitless to play you because defense will win you championships. It's a cliche. People say it, but if you can't score points, you're fucked. Well, using that as an example is the perfect comparison, except this Browns defense is better and the Browns offense is better than that Denver's offense or defense was. So yeah, it's a so better good. version of that team that literally won the Super Bowl with this same formula, <laughs> but this is a better version of it. Like also, if you look at how the playoff seedings are most likely going to go, so with the AFC, it's pretty much locked in or set in stone. I think the only major major difference is one of the craziest playoff scenarios we've ever seen is the Bills on Sunday night football against the Dolphins, they beat the Dolphins. They are the number two seed, okay? They lose against the Dolphins. They are out of the playoffs. Dude, it is so, insane. <laughs> how they can go from either winning their division and being the two seed or losing not only the, the division, but a playoff opportunity is fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, but, we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to that you know next pot do oh my god or maybe in two <laughs> pots because we might have to talk about uh college tomorrow uh let's do like a quick 30 minutes or something but let's say the bills win so the mm-hmm. first round matchups oh my god that was loud the Hello. first round matchup uh so you look at the first round of the afc playoffs casino and it would be browns going to jacksonville to play the jaguars i don't i think the browns would be favored in that game probably by three four points probably more because I think everybody's kind of coming around to the Jaguars. The second round, however, let's say uh, they're the lowest seed. They would go to Baltimore. So Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore. Again, a team they've already beat this season. So there's no Mm -hmm. fear there. And then the championship game would either probably be against the Chiefs or the Bills and then the Dolphins. The Dolphins... I feel like everybody would take the Browns over the Dolphins, right? Because Mm -hmm. the Browns are the perfect antidote to what the Dolphins do. And then do you trust uh, a turnover-heavy Josh Allen or this Chiefs offense against this Browns team? Like, there's no No. way. No, dude, the Browns Browns could move this, like, easily sneak their way (laughs) in. Like. Could you like the world would explode or if it was Lions Browns? 
if it was Lions Browns <laughs> as the Super Bowl, that would be first off, I think it would be one of the worst rated Super Bowls of all time. Or maybe but, the most exciting because it's the fucking Lions and the Browns. But I'm saying for football fans, I think it would be maybe the most exciting See, Super we Bowl. Kind of like, we, yeah, we kind of turned we talked about this last thing about our last episode with the college. Like to me, if I was a like I would love to see the Lions and the Browns in the Super Bowl. Like, I would be drooling over to that and be like, yeah. who in the fuck That's is going to win this? Like, yeah. insane. Uh, but was there any of the other games you wanted to touch on, Casino? Because um, I, feel no. like the, I feel like the one we have to touch on is the Ravens-Dolphins. And, and that's what we're going to move to next, and, and we'll go off of that. Um, uh, I mean, we could talk about individual. Like, CJ Stroud's good, but... I like I'm, I I love that kid. I want to see what he could do in the playoffs. Um, anyway, so and next week is actually a big one. We'll get into that scenario with the Texans and the Colts. Yeah, huge game, huge game. And when I saw the line last, it was like minus one for the Colts. I think it's insane. Um, but yes, let's get to the Ravens. Um, let's just call it the Super Bowl team. Um, let's get to the Ravens, dude. They're so good. Lamar Jackson after this week, do you? Think he's got it locked up? Oh, he's like the odds-on favorite. It's it's a rep. He it's does because again, so they I'm pretty the I know the 49ers did. The Ravens also clinched the number one seed, I believe yep. so, right? So yep. then the Ravens and the Niners do, are clinched. As so I expect ones. both of those teams to just rest everybody. Why would they risk injury? Especially the Ravens, who have just had the worst injury luck of all season. Yeah, and, and then and, they're, and they're just, gonna play against the hard hitting Steelers team. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, 18 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns. That that notion where I said that he was a, you know, he's a middle, middle of the road passer, not bad, not great. Dude, he looks phenomenal. He's <laughs> he his passing has looked so much better this year. It's absolutely insane. I've always thought he was a great uh pocket passer that just nobody gave him credit for but well, I you, also you, you hit the nail on the head i i thought that he was a little bit off just a little bit off with his passing here and there not never called him bat like he like maybe i did but i he's <laughs> always been in the middle of the road for me um when it comes to passing dude he's he's definitely shut me up on that dude i will never say that he's a bad passer until his arm falls off but he is so good no, I've always been a huge Lamar Jackson fan Same. ever since the draft night where he got drafted at the end of the first round. And his quote when they interviewed him was just like, he just said he was going to make everybody regret not taking him. And I love that, like, fuck you mentality or whatever. So, But again, I think people also misconstrue the Lamar Jackson thing with what happened in the offseason where it was like, all these teams could have traded for him and they didn't. And now look, he's going to be the MVP of the league. The issue was not trading for him. The issue was what the fuck would you have to give up to get Lamar Jackson? Everything. uh, To get Russell Wilson, you were trading three first round picks and Russell Wilson was at the end of his career. Everybody knew it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, like all these, I still don't understand. Like, like with the Russ deal, the Watson deal, the Murray deal, like the market is so skewed. Like everybody's trying to use those as the top, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like those were fucking 
bad and they're showing why they're bad. So like yeah. any quarterback now that's going to try to go good. Like, hey, I want that deal. No, 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 no. Cause look, unless you prove yourself like Lamar Jackson has, you know, the guy who's going to win the MVP this year, we're not paying you that kind of money. Like, I think that market's going to finally drop down a little bit because of those botched deals. Yeah. Well, and again, even the Lamar Jackson, like if he wins MVP this year and then shits the bed in the playoffs again, then we're also going to be questioning that. He's the uh, Tony Romo. Yeah. Then we're going to also be questioning that contract because now they can't get anybody to get better. So if he doesn't, which is why I think I would want to, obviously I'd want to see the Browns, Lions and the Super Bowl, but I think the guy I want to win the Super Bowl this season, because obviously my Eagles are fucking out of it. Like they're if they reach the Super Bowl, it'll be a fucking miracle. So that's not happening. But I would love to see Lamar Jackson win the Super Bowl this year. Not only because I think he deserves it, but I also think it's just one of those things where if he doesn't and this team is this good during the regular season again, he wins MVP again, and then he can't do anything in the playoffs then all of a sudden it becomes the narrative where he's Peyton Manning, right? Remember when Peyton Manning was first in the league and he was winning all these MVPs and breaking all these records and having all these great stats, but then he would always just shit the bed in the playoff. Yeah. And then it was yeah. just like, he's the Rogers, you know, Rogers would call him yeah. up and he'd say, Hey, good job on that MVP. And just <laughs> leave it at that. Dude, that was yeah. one of the most wild things ever when he was like, yeah, you know, maybe I got another MVP. I still love that that whole thing. Gronk's like, yeah, well, I want Super Bowl. It's not MVPs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh, now, it makes me smile every time. Uh, before we get out of here, Casino, let's talk about the Dolphins. How we've seen now this team get blown out by basically every good team. Once they you figure it out there, once you figure out their speed, and I've said this since like week four, week five, you figure out their speed, you can beat them. You can beat them. Yeah. Well, you just have to beat them with physicality, right? Like you yep. push them around. And I mean, you look at the teams again. I've said it, all, I've said it since like week four, the glass yeah. jaw. It's Goli- they're, they're Goliath. They, they are a great team. They're 11-5 for a fucking reason, blowing out teams, you know, every, every now and then. They're, they are a Goliath, but they are a Goliath, Goliath with a glass jaw. Ooh, that was tough to say. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, also in the AFC, the four teams that they would most likely have to play uh, either in the wild card round or divisional round would be the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens, or the Bills. Dude, four and- teams that have four of the best, hardest hitting defenses in the league. Yeah. So, Good I mean, luck. it's just, yeah. I like I like Mike McDaniel's. He's probably my favorite coach in the NFL. He's, I love he's my this favorite. He's team. he's so much fun. But oh my gosh! I mean, them <laughs> and the Eagles, just two of the biggest fraud eleven and five teams in NFL history. I don't fucking like. They just they. We know no, they're not going to do it. I don't know. I may I I maybe the Minnesota Vikings last year. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, dude. Those those, those are, are some games. of the best. Those are the two best bowl games I re- well, let's not get crazy. Since the <laughs> since the turn of the um the four team playoff, that was by far the best four team playoff to date. By far. I agree. I agree. Uh oh, they were right. fucking good. And Penix Jr. is just an absolute baller, dude. We know you love Penix and his balls. All right, dude. Mostly, Three. 
an expert. <laughs> Two, one. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast, episode 99.5 Casino. This is 0. not 100. 5. This is 0. 0.5. 99 Keep you on your toes. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. And we are back, as we discussed on the last podcast, we are back to talk about strictly college football. And we were just talking oh, before we started recording uh, how they were some of the best uh i mean championship semifinals i can remember oh no yeah this was by far the best uh four game playoff um set up so far since they, they they brought that in these two games were outstanding outstanding i watched the second half of the bama michigan game and every second on pins and needles watching that washington uh texas game so good yeah, uh, but before we get into that, how you doing today, Casino? Good. I was I was trying to uh, go with the whole fit and everything, but this beanie just <laughs> got it for Christmas. It it's about to cut off the circulation of my brain. Huh. Ugh. I mean, it looks good. And I was complimenting you before on your lighting today. Is is magnifique? No, I still look sickly. As <laughs> you put it. But my tan again off the charts, even though I don't have a tan. But uh-huh. uh That's what they all say Oompa Loompa. <laughs> uh also I never do this, but I should I have something to plug today on the show before we go into yeah, college it. football. Uh I launched my pre-launch page for my Kickstarter for my next comic casino. Woo. It's called The Elevated. It's about, uh, it's my take on superheroes. Uh, first issue is going to be up on Kickstarter in about a month, but you can go to Kickstarter right now. I'll post the link below. When's the, and just when's the second along. issue of um, Imagination coming out? Bam. That was the first one. This is the second one. The first one, Imagination, the one Casino's talking about, you can buy it on Amazon. Just type up uh, Imagination number one. Or message me just on this podcast, and I will send one to you. It's only five dollars, so yeah. But uh, this the the second one, the elevated. It's on Kickstarter right now. I'll post a link below. I'll post a link below to the Amazon one as well. So yeah. Uh, but now that that's out of the way, casino. Let's dive into. Uh, you know what? First, let's talk about the Michigan Alabama game because that was uh the first one the on the first game, so might as well which go is with weird it. to me. I felt like it should have swapped, but I no. think both games. I, were... I think it. And, I mean, you could you could switch swapped them, but I I enjoyed watching the the Washington game, um, for or second because I I wanted to watch that one, so I'm glad that I was on at night. Yeah. Uh. So the. Personally. The Rose Bowl game ends in OT with Michigan uh, winning the final score being 27 to 20 so against Alabama again in the Rose Bowl. Uh, thoughts on this game, Casito, just before we dive into it? Uh, phenomenal. I mean, it was, I really don't have much to say. I mean, we'll, we'll get a lot to say about this, but this game was just outstanding. I watched every every second of the second half and then um uh, all i could take from it is i'm happy michigan won I, i'm tired of bama being in there more because of the fans i don't give two shits about 
Alabama as a school. It is what it is. Nick Saban's an amazing coach. He's going to go down as the best college coach ever, hands down. It's more the fans. I don't care if you're a Bama fan and you're listening to this. Come at me. I don't care. Message me. <laughs> Whoa. I don't care. I mean, when your greeting is roll tide, like, I just want to vomit. But, <laughs> um, you had your run. I'm a Pats fan, so I get it. It's 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 time to get Saban out of there and cry and just do, like, what I did with the Patriots. Just cry. It's fine. Um, but I I do like that the Michigan team won. Um, I don't care about the science stealing thing. I really don't because every school does it. It's just who gets caught, who doesn't get caught. And yeah, well, that's kind of like the thing where it was like every school, every big school was pl- uh, paying their players before it became. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's and it's just it's, yeah. If you get caught, like it's like okay, everybody else is doing it. I was just dumb enough to get caught. So. Yeah, it's it's every, everybody has done it. I mean, the players may not know, like the players may not know, but the coaches definitely know. Yeah, what they're a hundred percent. And also, it's one of those things where all the reports of it have basically come to the conclusion that, like, oh, it's just a former Michigan employee who has like bad blood with either Harbaugh or the athletic department right. or whatever. So it's one of those things where it got leaked by somebody, and I think. We touched on it on this podcast, but I think both you and I kind of just threw up our hands and were like, who gives a shit? Like, he got penalized for a thing, like you said, everybody does. And then it's kind of like, I don't know. How about you beat Michigan with the backup coach? Come on now. like, (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Beat him. Beat him. Yeah. And I mean, in this game, uh, it was... Obviously coaching, but I mean, J.J. McCarthy, 17 for 27. Not two, good. Oh, no, J.J. McCarthy was yards, great. Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns. Had some real, just real impressive throws, real impressive reads, like evading the blitz and just – I was really impressed with the Michigan quarterback. The Alabama quarterback, which I think you were about to yeah, yeah, yeah. say – uh rough game i feel yeah, like jalen milro was was oof dude oof. yeah i feel that like was constantly throughout the game the michigan defense was great but i really feel like he was just running face first into sacks that i feel like he could have avoided but when the pocket was collapsing it almost felt like instead of trying to escape he was just like all right i'm just gonna get sacked like, you get what I'm saying? Like, there was no right. trying to get out of the pocket. It was like the pocket's collapsing, and I'm just going to run into the guy. I mean, it was, yeah, and that was, happened so many there times. There were six sacks on that game, dude. Yeah. Like, and it, it was, felt like five of them he could have tried to avoid. Right. Yeah. It was, it was pretty, pretty strong Michigan defense. I mean, their, their offense is fine. You know, it's still a damn good offense. But this team is, and this is why I'm really, we'll get into why I'm really excited for the national championship game. Um, but I really like Michigan's defense, and they showed why they're a juggernaut um, in college football this year. Yeah. And the uh, Alabama offense has really been the question mark for this team pretty much the entire season. And then it came back to basically bite them in the ass at the end. I mean, we've seen great college quarterbacks come out of Alabama we've seen great no no not all have been great not all have been great Alabama they were great in in the pros it's been a mixed bag now obviously we have the most (sighs) good Alabama quarterbacks I think we've ever had 
which is we have Hertz, we have Tunga, uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa, we have your boy Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but uh, on the season, Jalen Monroe, uh, Milrow, I'm sorry, had 23 touchdowns, six interceptions, 2,800 yards, and he was 13th in the uh, nation in QBR. Like, again, those are fine numbers. If but they're you're... not going to win you a champ- national championship. Well, yeah, and they're fine numbers if you're not at Alabama, who has just five-star recruits every season over and over and over again, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's where... And then, again, we saw his limitations in this game where he threw for, what, 116 yards, 16 completions on 23 attempts, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. And, I mean, was the Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, calling the last three plays to win that game? Because so bad. That fourth down call was what looked to be an RPO option where the quarterback was could either keep the ball or swing it to the running back or re- receiver on the outside, and he hands it up the ball up the middle, which looked like of the three options the RPO was giving him the worst possible option. If he would have done it a swing pass, he would have had a chance. If he would have done a uh like a read option play, he would have had a chance with the quarterback running. But I mean, to yeah. just hand it zero chance. I like that was yeah, and and it's not like they were on the one yard line either. They were like on the five. So expecting just a run up the middle straight into the line in a Michigan D line that was basically pushing around Alabama's O line the entire game. I don't know how that's your call in that situation. It's just. I, I don't know. But uh, in terms of this Michigan team casino, uh, Jim Harbaugh after this game said that J.J. McCarthy is the best quarterback to ever come out of Michigan or ever play at Michigan. Huh. Uh, now, again, your uh, your true love, Tom Brady, huh. came out of Michigan. But at Michigan – he was fine. He was like, he never he got was starts, good. dude. He was the third stringer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I remember when he came in, or don't remember, but I've seen the clips of him coming in and winning that bowl game. I think it was the Rose Bowl. I think they called it, if I remember correctly, they played it during uh, this game where Tom Brady comes in and wins the Rose Bowl. But McCarthy, uh, the past three seasons – 2021, he only started, I believe, one or two games. He had five touchdowns, two interceptions. Past two seasons, he's had 22 touchdowns both years. This year, four interceptions. Last year, five interceptions. Around 2,800 yards both uh, both seasons. And then the only real difference is last year, he was a 65%. This year, 73% completion percentage. I mean, I think... He has the third best QBR in the nation. I think he's a good quarterback, but when you're saying that about a guy in college as just being this amazing quarterback, and then you turn on the Washington-Texas game and you see Penix just doing like unbelievable things. I mean, We'll get into that. Yeah. uh, Thoughts on just J.J. McCarthy and this Michigan offense, which I feel like has just been real – hit or miss this season yeah for me i mean they've they've definitely been you know good obviously you have to be good enough to make the national championship 
uh, controlling the, at least the clock and the ball, you know, and, and making making timely plays and timely um, possessions. Uh, oh, my boy. He's sad. He said he's in his swing. Um, <laughs> he loved his swing, and now he's sad. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, middle of the road. Like, this is not the most dynamic offense of the, in the league, but they are getting to the national championship because of their defense, because of players like uh, McGregor, uh, who had two sacks, um, Michael uh, Michael Barrett, who had seven tackles, two assists, and a sack. Like it, It's this defense. This defense is absolutely top tier. Um, and it, that's, I mean, regardless of the bad play calling by Alabama, um, regardless of that, like this defense still has to go out there and, and play, and they've done very well. And I'm very excited to see how this national championship game comes out. But I'm yeah. happy Bama's not in it just because I'm tired of their fans. Again, don't care yeah. about Alabama, whatever. They're fans. I don't care. You come after me. But you Mark know what? Down. We just uh, we just Mark spent so much time shitting on Alabama's offense. They're 56th ranked offense in total offense in the nation. Can you guess what Michigan is? 62 close they are 70th in total Ooh. offense in the nation so well, what's their defense well their defense i believe is a top what i think it's a a top uh five defense but uh just talking about uh total offense i mean alabama's gotten shit all year for they them having a vanilla basic offense michigan is by all metrics, worse. The only thing is they have a better quarterback, which obviously wins games. But yeah. I don't think there's really any playmakers or any kind of guys like a Marvin Harrison Jr. at obviously Ohio State is like a wide receiver that's going to come out uh, in the draft this year that everybody's saying is like a generational talent, right, for college football. But then you look at past years where you have all these big name receivers coming out of college and Michigan just, I don't know, like McCarthy, if he came out this year, declared for the draft, what he'd be the fourth or fifth best quarterback option. Like, yeah. And then when you look at the offensive weapons of uh, Michigan, it's just, yeah, nobody really stands out to me as someone you have to game plan around where you would to, you know, obviously a Marvin Harrison Jr. as we just talked about. So, I don't know. And then you look at, let's use this to segue to Washington Segu. and Texas Casino. Segu. Uh, you look at the offensive firepower that Washington has, and, I mean, Where are impressive. they in the standings? For, uh, in wh- total for, offense? Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, let me and look we might it as up. well do defense with it as well. Oh, I thought so, you had it up right there next to you. No, so Texas was ninth in total offense. Washington was 10th, oh. which is crazy because when I watch Washington games, their offense to me pops more than the Texas offense. Does. Oh, by far. Oh, yeah. But that's not the case. Uh, I mean, I it's close. Maybe I just watch more Washington they're... games than Texas games, but. Yeah, and then obviously LSU finished the season as the number one offense with the the Heisman Trophy winner, so that makes sense. But yeah, uh, let's talk about Washington and Texas Casino. Uh, my preference of the two games was this one. I thought but, this oh, was yes. uh, just fantastic. And it felt, I don't know 
how it ended up being a one score game at the end. It was uh 37 to 31. Washington wins it. Texas, I mean, they get the ball back in the fourth quarter with I believe I have it right here. They are down 37 to 28 with two minutes and 40 seconds left. And then all of a sudden you're like, Washington's kicking a field goal to make it 37. And you're like, oh, this game's over. And then all of a sudden Texas goes down. They kick a field goal. They try the onside kick. Washington gets it back. And then just do three runs right up the middle, just trying to burn clock. It doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, Texas gets the ball back, does like a 40. Well, there's uh, uh, interference on the catch or on the kick return. Oh, yeah. So they get that penalty. Then they get the long, uh, what, like 30-yard bomb on the sideline. So now all of a sudden, it's 30 seconds left, and Texas is – 25 yards away from winning this game like how did because to me when I was watching it it never felt like Texas was in it and then all of a sudden with 20 seconds in it's like they get a touchdown and win and they're going like they're going to but thoughts on this game casino um I thought the same thing like going mid of the fourth I was like okay like it's two scores Washington's got this you know their, their offense has handled it once they get the ball back you know, they're going to be able to kill that clock because, I mean, time of possession, uh, I just had it pulled up. Time of possession, it was uh, almost 24 minutes for Texas and thirty, just over 36 minutes for Washington. I was like, they're going to be able to time management this out. The offense can move the ball, uh, not on third down. I'll get into that. Jesus, um, that was a <laughs> rough first half on the third downs. But um, they were not able to uh, – they were able to move the ball and keep – their offense on the field and i think that helps them and that's going to be the big thing in the national championship game um but did you see that in the it was maybe three minutes left in the second quarter or something like that um and they still hadn't had a third down conversion from either team jesus i did not notice that no oh yeah no i mean they pulled it up and they were talking about it i mean the third down efficiency was not good for either team it was four and eleven for texas oh and four for fourth down and three and eleven for washington and one and two on fourth down um like it was and and each team had 71 seven they had 70 plays ran um texas had one more but that was it like so they're they're just moving the ball either on the second or um second down first or second down like that's that's it was the big play, the big throws. And then speaking of those big plays and big throws, watching Penix Jr., and this is nothing but against Quinn Ewers. Uh, he, he played really well. Um, he played well enough. Let's just say that. He played well enough. Um, but, wow, Penix Jr., I texted you saying that I don't think, and I've told people at the, uh, the bar last night, or Monday night, I don't think I have seen a better quarterback performance, precision throws that that well in like the last probably five years in college or because I, I can't think of the last time I saw something that great when it comes to passing for a quarterback, college or pro. Some of those passes were insane on full stride, down the line, over the shoulder, right into the dude's hand. It's missing the defender's hands, the corners or the safeties by like 
inches, millimeters. I know. And then the one that blew my mind was that one that he threw the bolt right in the middle of the end zone. And it was it was that play that you always see, you know, in movies and stuff where you have the two defenders trying to reach for it and the ball goes right through. Oh, yeah. And you have the guy standing there. Yeah. That one, like, when I saw all the others, I was like, wow, those are great passes. Wow, those are great passes. When I saw that one, like, my butt clenched naturally <laughs> for a second. And I was like, who has the ball? Wait, how does he have the ball? Yeah. I thought, like, did the ball go through those those four hands of the defenders? Like, well, it was, what, what is it? It was like the slot wide receiver on a cover two split right in the middle. And it's literally like you have two seconds to get it right here before either both safeties Probably are going to collide to try to intercept this. Right. And it was like, I mean, uh, it was, but like you're saying, it was a thread the needle type throw where it was perfectly timed, perfectly accurate, where only his guy could get the ball. That and was then my, it was one of those things yeah, where that like, was my favorite saying, pass of what I've <laughs> seen in college football this year. So now we didn't really talk about the Heisman when it happened, but Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, won it. He was number one in the nation in QBR with a 95.6. Yeah, no, good he had, quarterback, dude. 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, no, so you obviously, give, like you give yeah. him the Heisman. That was that's phenomenal. <laughs> but that's in phenomenal. comparison, Michael Penix Jr., 4,600 yards, which is fucking crazy in 13 or 12 games, or no, it would have <laughs> been 11 or 12 or 11, whatever. Uh, he went for 430 this game. Uh, 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and he was sixth in the nation in QBR with 85.7. So Daniels obviously deserved to win it because those numbers are crazy, but to put up almost 4,700 yards in a college football season, like not including, you know, the playoff games, that's fucking crazy. Cause you were, you would just include not even both games, just this game. He's over 5,000 passing yards in 14 games like how is that possible that is that is just insane it's special no it's special man uh yeah and i didn't watch every washington game this was the third washington game that i watched in full the first two were the two oregon uh against oregon because i i have friends who are oregon fans and um so i'd watch i was watching the game with them um and then obviously the monday night game because it was at work but dude, it was it, this was phenomenal, um, and nothing against Texas. Like they still played well. Like, it was a really good game. I know that. I know that you. We ooh, sorry, that was a little low. Ooh, hi. Um, uh, we we had a disagreement in that last play. I was like, that was a great play um, by the defender to knock it out of his hands. But you're like, oh well, if he threw it any you know a little bit lower, you know he would have been able to catch it and get his foot down. I, yeah. I don't care because you still have to – he threw it to where the defender can make a play and the defender made a play. If you don't want the defender to make the play and, you know, be the star of that moment, throw it lower, throw it, you know, where only the receiver can get it and get his arms on it. So, you know, well, I, after, I totally – I disagreed with you on that all all day. Well, after re-watching that, I do uh, – the thing I didn't mention – when we discussed it at the end of the last podcast was the, the elephant in that room in that conversation is he had three Washington defenders like in his face. So it's not like, 
I was making it sound on the last podcast like he was standing in a clean pocket, had time, and then just overthrew the guy. Yeah, what make actually the play. happened is he was about to be tackled or sacked by three six foot six, three hundred pound men, and he just threw up a, a basically a prayer ball, and then it was just a little bit over the guy's head. But if he would add a second or two more. And he could have hit that guy just right in the chest because like you're saying, we're giving a bunch of credit to Penix, but uh, L's or however the fuck you say his name. Uh, that was Quinn Ewers. 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 I think it's Ewers. Uh, but he was making some, I mean, damn good throws. in that. I mean, and you brought up the one where, you know, they, he did that 40, 40 yard bomb or whatever it was down the field, man. Like that was a great play. That was yeah. a great pass. And like, then this I game was this was... game was so entertaining on every level. I mean, three uh him Quinn himself uh plus Blue and Baxter, I mean, they both are all of them went for uh roughly 60 yards, um give or take a yard or two. Like so they were moving the ball on the ground. All of his receivers, I mean, we have a 32, 39, 45, 45, 70, 75. Like he's spreading the ball around, which was a really good like he, he did really well. I mean, so, I mean, but you have Penix on the other side throwing the football better than I've seen in ages um, when it comes to a quarterback. Um, it, it was that was top tier, top tier. It was such a fun game. I'm I know you wanted it different for the national title game, but I'm very excited that it, it is now. No, no, I didn't want it different. I just thought Texas would win. But when no, you said what... it would be more exciting if it was X and X. Yeah. I mean, I well, I don't dislike Washington. I just was saying from a I viewer guess, standpoint. Yeah, but like we've said before, like we as football fans don't it's give a fresh, shit what's but the, it's fresh and new. Seeing no, Michigan who hasn't Michigan hasn't won a title or even been back there in fucking I don't recall how long, nineties or something like that. Yeah, and to bring up a question you had earlier, uh, Michigan is number one in total defense in all go. Of college football. Yeah, so, so I mean that that's that's phenomenal. And that's so segu. Uh, every time we say that, I want like French cuisine. It just sounds, <laughs> sounds yummy. I want to watch ratatouille. I don't know, but uh, so let's segu. Um, yeah, maybe because it's like escargot, whatever. Uh, to yeah. that national cha- uh, national finals. Championship. Jesus, now I can't even speak. The, the next game. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> to the next game. Um, what do you think the line is at? Let's uh, start off there. So we have the number one ranked defense going against the number 10 ranked have offense. Have you looked it up? Do you know? I did not know. I'm okay. going to say on a neutral field, I'm going to say two and a half Michigan. Wrong. It is currently four and a half Michigan. I when I first Ooh. saw the first time, it was at four, so it has moved, and it, you know, it, it's more bets are coming in for Michigan because um, that line is moving. You know, that line is moving, man. So, um, yeah, I, I on a neutral site, I don't know if I like this because again, what I've said about Washington the entire time is it's hard to go up against a team that is winning close games. Oh man, you settled and now you're not settled. Right. Oh, <laughs> his eyes are closed. He's having a, he's having a tiff. And then, anyway, um, 
it's hard to go up against a, a team that is winning close games. Like, yes, all their games have been very close, but until a team can beat them in a close game, it's hard to go against them. So I'll just give him my pick right now. I'm going Washington because if Penix can play the way he played, like if he has enough time, that's going to be a big factor, enough time to throw the ball how he threw it this last game, then I I, I can't go against Washington because they haven't lost a close game. And I, I don't care that Michigan's got the number one defense. If I can't. Like if, if the quarterback on the other team is putting it inches to where the other team can't get it doesn't matter how good of a defender you are you're not going to be able to block you're not going to be able to stop it if it is receiver hand defender hand and it's here and the ball lands here <laughs> like you can't that doesn't matter how good of a defensive player you are you're not going to stop that so i'm going to go washington i'm going to go grab my son he's going to make an appearance on the podcast um <laughs> can't yeah, wait it's current it's currently four and a half um going going to Michigan and you know what if the Wolverines win I have so many family friends and personal friends who are Michigan alum diehard Michigan fans that I've I've talked to them after that game against the Bama game and like they were telling me they're like shaking and excitement um which I'm happy for them so I have friends who are uh for both teams I'm this is what I wanted this is very exciting for me because I'm very excited to enjoy the celebration that my friends are going to have, whether it's Washington or Michigan. Yeah. Go my son. Now, uh, Washington. So Michigan has the number one ranked uh, defense in the league, number 70th ranked offense, right? So Washington, on the other hand, has the number 10 ranked offense. And again, this is total offense, total defense and the 94th, ranked defense so again we've seen it in the Oregon game we saw it kind of against uh a Texas team that again was the ninth ranked offense where you can move the ball on this Washington team but that being said the 94th ranked offense or the 94th ranked defense is when you're playing you know Oregon twice you're playing USC you're playing big time college offenses so uh, I was saying casino Washington's uh, defense is 94th in the league, but I don't really think they played like a 94th uh, ranked defense because they've been playing such offensive juggernauts like Oregon or USC. So I don't know. I just think that I, I to me, it's weird that Michigan is the favorite by four points because I feel like on a neutral field, uh, if this was Michigan at home, then I think it would be a three, three and a half point game. So Michigan at a neutral site with four seems weird to me, but that seems to be Vegas and the odds makers telling you something we don't know. And we always hear the cliche of defense wins championships and blah, 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 blah. So if, do I think this game, if this game gets into a shootout, then it's Michigan or it's uh Washington by three touchdowns, right? Because Michigan doesn't have the firepower to combat that. If this gets into a down and gritty, uh, you know, 
in the trenches kind of game, I think Michigan just bullies this Washington team around. And if they keep it low scoring, I would pick Michigan a hundred out of a hundred in a low scoring game. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be it's gonna be very exciting to see which way you hit the nail on the head there. Which way this is gonna go? Is this gonna be a ground and pound defensive juggernaut of a game, which we know where they both stand now, or yeah. is it gonna be a shootout? And I think it's going to come down to which team can get out early and set the tone, set the yeah. tone, set the tone. <laughs> um, uh, so you know what? I... Too much Canadian TV hockey. Set the tone. <laughs> I almost wish we would have gotten uh the opposite matchups in the semifinals. So then we would have a better, uh like picture of what's gonna happen in the yeah what's gonna happen in the finals because if we would have saw Washington against Alabama Alabama obviously had the uh the I think we said 11th or 10th ranked defense in the nation so we would have seen Washington have to go against a comparative defense to Michigan and then we would have seen Michigan go against Texas, who has a comparable offense to Washington, right? So we would have seen, you know, both sides of the coin were now getting in the finals. But all that being said, uh, I'm just going to go different than you just because. I love it. And I, I don't, think- and Michigan's not a bad choice because it's just what you said is get yeah. a, which, who's going to set the tone? Is Penix yeah. going to get out and get that extra second he needs to throw that, you know, throw that long ball, you know? Like, is he going to get that extra second that he needs or is Michigan's defense going to put enough pressure on him, get the ball, put the, uh, put the Washington defense on the field and make them stop the, make them stop the Washington or the, the, the Michigan run. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, and the you greatest and quarterback both... to ever come out of Michigan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you and I have both said, we both like Michigan, obviously more than like Ohio state or any of these teams, but I also like Washington. Like this is a championship I've always liked Washington. Even yeah, before right, my, I don't my, my, either my, of them. even before my friend moved to Washington, uh, the one that always comments on and puts the comments on before he even went there and, you know, being a Washington fan, like, I've always liked watching. I like their colors. I like their logo, just that big ass W. And I'm just like, all right. Like, I mean, yeah. Huskies dope as shit. I love Huskies. <laughs> They're great dogs. So I've always liked Michigan or uh, uh, Washington. And then, yeah, Michigan, I'd much rather see them than Ohio State because I can't everything Ohio State and Ohio and LeBron and Cleveland Browns or <laughs> and, and the Cleveland Cavaliers and all. Oh, sorry. That going yeah. different sports here. I've always been a Pac-12 <laughs> fan, but my team's kind of always been UCLA. Yeah, Pac-12 you know, has always been fun. I mean, it's sad that it's, they're, it's they're fun. dead. Yeah. It's sad that it's, it's dead. It's, it's dead. It's dead. Uh, but that oh, being said. So, sad news. I did see that our boy, Vegas boy. Oh, yep. Transfer. Jordan Mayava. He is now. Er, Jaden Mayava. He's, he's now leaving. Yeah. Transfer portal. That's and sad. on that on that somber note, uh, Casino is picking Washington. I'm picking Michigan. We're both just hoping for uh, just a good game. It will be interesting to see what kind of game it's going to be because I think the the, the what tone. 
will determine the winner of this game is the tone that's set. Set in the this tone. Game See, there early. it is. You finally win it. You said you said it. You went with it. Set the what? tone. Set the tone. Set the, uh, set the fucking tone. Sorry, so yeah, this uh, this has been the only sports podcast episode ninety nine and a half point five, and we will be back tomorrow with episode number 100 i mean it's gonna be a huge show casino we're gonna do our week 18 picks uh and i don't know we'll, we'll figure out what else to do but yeah uh this has been the only sports podcast i'm will that's casino over there uh anything else to say casino before we head out of here um my kid i'm surprised you didn't hear it on this but he farted and i think he shat himself Nice. I mean, me and your son have that in common. Uh, this is been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. And this is we Colby. Will see you. That's Colby. And we'll see you tomorrow with episode 100. Woo. Adios.